This is Two Beers in a Pod. I'm Chase, and I'm here with Seth. And welcome to the show. Here, two friends get together and talk about what it's like to be out in the world and our take on how to live in it. Discussing anything from the best beer, grooming tips, or the best way to stay trendy. But mostly, it's two friends just having a good time. So kick back and enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Two Beers in a Pod. I'm Chase. I'm Seth. And welcome to the show. So thank you guys for listening in on this beautiful day of October 2nd, 2020. So Seth, uh, tell me about your your shindig that you got coming up. Well, man, uh, all day today I've been prepping for our garage sale tomorrow. Like, okay, where, where I live at, man, our community, they do a huge garage sale at least twice a year. So, okay, like our big thing is just, I always like just getting rid of stuff in our house. Right. Making more room and, uh, you know, sometimes I'll help our neighbors out and we'll just like, they'll just bring their stuff over and I'll get rid of it for them. Okay. Yeah. Awesome, man. So what, uh. What you said you were like prepping all day, like what I mean, you go like all out, you know, when you prep, or like how does this work exactly? Like setting up tables, or yeah, setting up tables, man, pricing stuff out a little bit. Uh, sometimes stuff's hard to price, so I won't even put a you know, a sticker on it, I'll just be like, <laughs> just best offer. you know, yeah, like, best offer. <laughs> yeah, man. Like a lot of people like are pretty stingy about this. I'm always just like of the contention of your first sale is your best sale. You know, I'm right. always trying to get rid of stuff. I'm just like, all right, take it, five bucks, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, because I think, like, you know, if you're having a, a garage sale of that magnitude, you know, you're going to want to um, pretty much, like, you're willing to, like, get rid of, like, whatever's out there. Oh, if yeah. it's in the yard. It's for sale. <laughs> like, pretty much, man. Pretty much. Like, I, I'm just like, I don't want to take this stuff back downstairs and pack it away. Like, in all honesty, when I get rid of stuff at a garage sale, it's either going to be sold at the garage sale or I'm taking it to, like, Goodwill. Right. Yeah. For sure. So, what, um, what usually do you, like... I mean, like anything and everything's like on the table, right? For right. as far like, as like what you're selling, you never know what like what you're gonna like sell at a garage sale. Well, like you know what you're gonna sell at a garage sale, but when you're going to garage sales, you never know what you're gonna find. Like, right? I feel like it's that show, like uh, what was it, Hidden Treasures on Discovery Channel, where those two guys would go and like go. To, that's all they did was they went around to garage sales and they saw if they could like find like, oh, probably. you know. It's like American Pickers, basically. Yeah. No, for sure. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I, um, cause I can't think, you know, I will say this one time I went to like a yard sale and they had this, it was back when I was like, you know, trying to find like a set of golf clubs or whatever. Right. Uh, you know, I was like, I'm going to hit up some garage sales. Like I'm going to hit up some pawn shops. So I was like hunting and hunting and hunting. I didn't find any clubs, but I did come across this one yard sale where they were selling this, this golf bag. And it was actually the golf bag that I still use to this day. It was a Titleist bag. 
Right. And I was like, uh, how much for the bag? And they're like, honestly, we won this bag in a raffle. We'll sell it to you for 60 bucks. And I was like, okay, that's, um, are you sure? (laughs) And, uh, you know, it, I was like, all right. And I was like, how much, you know, because they actually had a driver in it. And I was actually, you know, looking for a good driver too. And I was like, how much, you know, for the bag and the driver? And she was like, she was like a hundred bucks. And I was like, would you do 80? And she was like, uh, yeah, we'll do 80. That's fine. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm going to go to the ATM and like, I'm going to get some cash and I'll be back. Well, as I'm like circling around the cul-de-sac, right, right, to turn to, to go out, they see my like inside my truck. I had my my PC on the dash, right. and they're like, "Hey, excuse me, are you Army?" And I was like, "Yes, ma'am, I'm active duty." She goes, "Oh my gosh, thank you so much for your service. You know what? We want you to have this bag." And I was like, "No, like that's that's too much." Yeah. She was like, "No, sir, thank you so much for your service." Like we wouldn't be here if you didn't do what you did. And they gave me that bag, dude. For Straight free. Up, just gave you the bag? Straight up. Like, just gave me the bag. And I, like, cherish that bag. Like, I will never trade that bag out. No, dude. Because like, when you get bag has so much history. Gives you a gift like that, like, just out of appreciation. Don't even know you, you know? Like. Yeah, for sure. That, that's something you cherish. And. So, like, they had, like, a, a little, like, rolling cart where you put your bag, you know, and the, the two-wheel push right. cart. And I was like, okay, I'm giving you money for something. How much for the cart? And they're like, a dollar. I was like, oh, my God. Okay, here. Here's a dollar. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I gave you money. Fine. Like, you win. And, yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't take anything more than a dollar. And I was like, fine. Whatever. Thank you. No, but it, I, it wasn't that I wasn't grateful. Obviously, I was. But, but, you know, just when you do it for so long, you don't expect anything, No, you know, for being, for doing what we did. Exactly. You know, what I mean? like we did it because we loved it, you know, so. Like we, we got, some of us got fooled by recruiters and some of us, some of us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think, I think we all got fooled by recruiters. We all but did. But it's just about <laughs> like, what I, we're I, willing to My recruiter was pretty dope though. Like he he was yeah. he was straight up like all right I'm gonna be straight up with you these are the MOSs with the bonuses you know <laughs> he's like be aware they're giving you a bonus for a reason but I was just like oh twenty grand hell yeah <laughs> you know? yeah for sure no and that's yeah I was supposed to get a bonus but that's like another story for another time yeah um but yeah man I. You know, I think, uh, I like I said, you know, because it was one of those things where, you know, I, so long story short, and I mean, I really think we could, we could talk about this another time, but long story short of it, I, at the end of the day, I decided to stay in right, and just keep, keep doing what I was doing, you know, um, and, you know, because like my, my brother Jesse, he would always say, like, why don't you get out, dude? You can do what you're doing in the civilian work and make literally ten times what you're making now. Oh yeah. I was like, it's not about the it's not about the money. It's not about the money. It's, I was like, it's the same reason firefighters do what they do, yeah. same reason cops do what they do. You know, they do it because they love it. So yeah, I don't know. 
<laughs> and then you got that one uh, recruiter of promising Camaros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. You know what was crazy is our, once we went to basic and we like, you know, it's like, you know, week eight, week nine, you know, you're about to graduate. You know, uh, my drill sergeant used to tell us, it was actually a drill sergeant from another platoon, but you know what he used to tell us? He said, you know, you guys got to be careful. And if your friends want to come in the army, we're going to tell you this because you're here. Right. But like he would, he would go and he would rent a like Cadillac SUV or a convertible Mustang or like a Corvette. And, and he would drive around and he'd be like, yeah, man, you want something like this? Like, join the army. That's where the money's at. <laughs> and he would like, legit. He would like, straight up, like, you're not going to make that much money, but try to get a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> and, you know, and my question to him was, I was like, you know, raise my hand because we still had to be like respectful or whatever. I was like, drill sergeant, right. I have a question, drill sergeant. He was like, yeah, go ahead, Pratt. You know, they call you, they don't call you private, they call you Pratt. Pratt, go yeah. ahead, Pratt. And I was like, did nobody realize that there's a sticker on the, the back of the car that, you know, from the rental company? And he was like, you know what? He was like, I told that story a thousand times and you're the first person that asked this. I was like, Wow. Okay. <laughs> surely I can't because you know I'm not the I'm not the right. smartest crayon in the box. You know what I mean? Right. But I'm like, surely someone had to have asked you know, this question. Got this like figured out already. So but yeah, it's good times. All right, guys. Well, we're gonna take a break and uh when we come back, we're gonna talk about more of Seth's wonderful garage sale. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, before the break, we were talking about Seth's uh, annual garage sale that he has down in there in Cincinnati, you know, with his neighbors uh, and just, you know, sharing some stories about our adventures coming into the army. Um, so, you know, Seth, I think, uh, I think that when I, like when I see you like at this garage sale, like, hustling and, and grinding trying to oh. make these sales you know what I'm saying I the, the one thing that I can see is like you all bearded up with like a hat you know like a straw hat and like a big old fat stogie and you just sitting back in your rocking chair like 50 cents I said it's 50 cents and it's 50 oh, cents yeah, I'm not dude. gonna budge that's, that's <laughs> the thing man like dude I'll, it's been a fat minute since I smoked a good stogie but like since like we were down in Texas, probably like the last time I had a decent one, but like that's the thing, man. I, I I wish I had a good stogie right now. Remember that? Yeah, uh, what was that sure. place that we used to go to all the time? They had the nice lounge, and they had like the shuffleboard <laughs> and the pool table in the back. You know, uh, no, that's the other place I went to. Um, I don't remember, but I do remember. That it was in Harker Heights, Texas. Yeah. And it was like right there off the highway and it was in that big old like strip mall area. And one day they were there and literally one day they weren't. It was like the craziest thing ever. 
Right. But there was also that other spot right next to Hooters, too. Now, that place is still up and running, and that guy is awesome. And that place is called the Cigar Box. I like that place. That place was good, too, man. Because, like, I like Now, we, we did go there. Yeah, we did go there. Yeah, that guy is an amazing dude. And I still, like, when I'm in the area, I try my best to, like, pop in and be like, hey, what's up, man? How are you? How you doing? How's business? And stuff like that. Because them dudes, like, were, like, really cool. Because all those guys that were in there, like, 98% of them were all, like, ex-military. Marines, Navy, Air Force, Army. So... All like really good dudes, man. Like good group of dudes made it like really fun to go in there. And so now I I can actually say this. So like when <laughs> when I was like, you know, after I got in trouble, or whatever, you know what I mean. Yeah. And I was going through like my my stuff. I would go there and like hide out whenever I could. I mean, I would be there like. Especially, like, when I was, like, clearing or whatever. <laughs> oh, dude, I don't blame you, man. Remember when I was clearing and we went there, like, almost every day just to get out of work? I was, like... And we'd, we'd get there, like, we'd get there, like, 10 o'clock. <laughs> dude, we oh, would... Man. That was some funny shit, too. Like, we, we'd be... We'd be, uh... Uh, just, like, out of work for the day like not for the day like we take early lunch and yeah <laughs> like just out of uniform and we'd be like hey let's let's go do this because i'm clearing you don't yeah. have anything to do let's just go and see if they even notice we're gone yeah no for sure and you know what i don't even care like i don't care to like admit that over like to our listeners because let me tell you um for the people that are in the army they get it and for the people that are not, let me tell you, you have to take your time like when you can get it because, you know, I did 15 years and there was a lot of sacrifices that I made. So whenever you and it was one of those things, though, like as long as you weren't doing anything crazy. Right. And you weren't really like somewhere where you weren't supposed to be. For the most part, everybody did it. Yeah, everybody like- took, you know, an hour here, two hours there and kind of got their time back because you sacrifice so much of your free time all the time. You know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. Well, it's like, we'd have those days where they just like call us off at noon where it's just like, Hey, there's nothing to do. Just stand by your right. phones. And like, that's one of the right. times, most of the times we'd just be like, all right, let's go to the cigar box. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like we were up there all the time, like shamming out, but for me personally, like there was a lot of time, but you know what? Like I said, dude, like, I got my stuff done. Yeah. You know, a, and like once you, you once you're clearing done, you're that's the thing. Yeah. And you know, once you're clearing, you're clearing and that's it, man. Like they don't, you know, because you know, it is what it is, dude. Yeah. Like, it, it really it is what it is. So what do you remember like one of your like go to cigars uh, that man. you liked? I'm trying to remember. Uh, what was it? it had that like American uh, flag on it too, but there was also this. Like there, <laughs> there's also like a couple ones going too. Like, man, what's your favorite cigar? Oh. 
Um, I I think like one of the ones that I really enjoy uh, is a La Fon- Fontana. I, I might not be saying that right, but it is an excellent like like everyday smoke. You know, it's only about mm, two, three, four bucks for the cigar, right. maybe. Um, really, really, it's on the like the cheaper end. I think it's like two fifty to three dollars. Um, and you know, it's a lighter wrapper. So it, you know, it's awesome. You know, which ones I think you, you smoked a lot. If I remember correctly, was the brick house. Yeah. Cigars. I think that's probably what it was too. Cause like they're like almost the Churchill kind of looking ones. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, the, like for people that don't know the Churchill and this is something I actually learned. The Churchill is actually a type of cigar that's just a long, fat cigar. Yeah. Um, many, many people like make those. It's not just like, oh, Churchill's the brand. Like, no, like Churchill's like the type of cigar that, you know, is smoked. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed smoking the Churchill's. I think it's just like we were talking about last week is, you know, like cigar smoking, I, I feel like is is a habit. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah, man. Like, I actually, I, I was like, I was trying to remember that cigar I was trying to talk about, and literally it's just called America. <laughs> That's literally what the cigar nice. is called. I was like, I can't remember it, like, had the flag and everything on it. And I was like, you know, I'm going to check the humidor real fast and see what it is called. And it's just like, America. <laughs> That's literally what it says. <laughs> <laughs> America cigar smoked by Americans. Yep. Oh yeah. I might have yeah. to get this in whiskey though. It's a little dry. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's that's the thing. Like, so you definitely like. I recommend. And here's something, you know, that uh, I found out. You know, if you're getting into it, you know, I highly recommend that you get a humidor. And all it does is the humidor sets the humidity level at whatever you know your whatever you set it at so it could be like 60 percent, 70 percent, whatever like everybody has their like their magical number that they like to use but what i wanted to tell you about and you can get them on amazon okay and i don't usually like brand drop but you know you can do it and they make these humidor bags okay and these bags are good for up to reusable up to one year. Like the integrity of the plastic doesn't break down for at least a year. Now you still need the humidor pouches. Now these pouches are like the pre pouches and they, and what happens is once moisture is introduced into the air, the pouch activates and then resets the air, if you will. Right. In the bag, you know, to like, the set level for the pouch 65%, 70%, so on and so forth. Now, are the pouches like the ones you get, to, like when you're going out of the cigar store, like the bags they give you to put the cigars in? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, but this bag is like a Ziploc bag. Like, just imagine like a heavy duty Ziploc bag. And I mean, they make them to where you, they can hold, you know, up to like 10 cigars. They make these huge bags, you know. So I actually got one of those, but I also have a travel humidor. So what I do now is I 
keep all of my cigars in that bag. And then when I'm going somewhere, I put my lighter, my cutter, and then my cigar of choice, which is mo- if I'm usually going somewhere, it's more than one. And I'll put those in my travel humidor. Right. And then I will take that and, you know, like go wherever I'm going to, wherever I'm going to go. So. Uh, those travel but, humidors actually do come in clutch a lot. Like if I was to recommend for something for someone who is not an avid like cigar smoker and they wanted to get something yes. where they could keep their cigars, you know, at the proper humidity, I recommend the travel humidor all the time because you can take it on vacation. You right. don't have to keep it in the house. Nope. Like it's it's really meant for travel. And if you're not like smoking every day a cigar. Right. I I say that's that's the way to go. Yeah. And honestly too, like in my opinion, I feel like even if you are smoking one every day, as long as you keep, you know, the the humidor box like in a controlled environment like just at room temperature inside your house right and you keep it closed for the majority of the time oh yeah. then it's gonna it's gonna protect the cigars you know what i mean oh yeah uh and these things are like padded on the top and there's two pads in between and then there's a pad on the bottom so it's like super i mean i've had that thing full of cigars cutters and a lighter and dropped it and it like and like got kicked around while I was trying to pick it up. Right. And nothing happened to the box. And I opened the thing, opened the box and everything's like completely like where, where I set it inside the box. Right. You know what they kind of remind me of? They remind me of Pelican yeah. cases. Yes. That's exactly. exactly. They're just like yeah. Pelican cases for cigars. And what's funny about it is too, is some of those actually, you can put a lock on them. <laughs> That's true. You need to do that sometimes, though. I'm not going to lie, man. You get that one guy yeah. going around camp, and he's just like, <laughs> I'm good. I'm just going to try to steal a little something. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I highly recommend, um, you know, doing it. And so, you know, just like anything else, I'm not going to tell you to go out and buy, you know, like off the rip, go and buy um, – you know, top dollar cutter and, you know, top dollar lighter or anything like that. Right. Well, it's like top dollar anything you buy is never really what you start out with anyways. No. I literally started with, you know, like your, what, like $2 plastic cutter you know what I mean? And and eventually you just, you get, you know, upgrade and, you know, now I have a, a Zygar cutter and I actually have, so, and you learn this, you know, you learn this as you go and hopefully like by us telling us to you guys, you know, saying we can like kind of you know, if you, if you know you're into cigars and you just never really like made the jump, uh, I recommend getting a guillotine style cutter. Uh, I, I recommend Zygar, like you can't go wrong. You know what I mean? And then I also recommend you getting a, uh, 
V cutter. Okay. And then there's one more type and that's called a punch. Now a punch is all that's going to do is like, that's going to leave um, just a, a, a hole literally in the end, butt end of the cigar. And the ones that I recommend are the ones that you can put on your keychain and they're retractable. Right. Because that way... Those are actually pretty nice because you take those anywhere. Yes. And most of the time, you always have your keys with you. Oh, yeah. And let me tell you, you don't want to be somewhere without a cutter. It is a nightmare. I mean, I've ruined decent cigars because I tried to, like, cut it with a knife. Right. You know what I mean? It's like you so, stuck out in the field and it's just like, like I brought this cigar. I'm going to smoke it. I don't care how messed up it gets. Yeah. Like, and then you're like yeah. smoking like a pile of leaves at the end of it. Cause like you're using like, you know, <laughs> like, like the serrated part of the cutter to like cut through all this your cigar. Yeah. It, and you're just like frustrated and it's just a bad time. So I highly recommend like if anything, because you know the, all those styles of uh, cuts, in my opinion, go different with all types of different cigars. Like you're not going to cut every single cigar the same. You know, no. some cigars you're not going to want a guillotine cut. You're going to want a V cut, and some cigars you're not going to want a V cut. You're going to want a punch, right? Like your sweeter tipped cigars or like the flavored tipped cigars. You're going to want to punch those because the tips on the, you know, the ends, the butt ends of the, of the cigars, you know, that's, that's where all the flavor is unless it's like infused in the wrapper of the cigar, you know, so you want to get a punch and that way you're not like sacrificing like flavor. You know, speaking of punches, you know what cigar I kind of think is underrated. Which one? They're called English Coronas or like Cigar E Vegas. They're like the the dollar okay. ones you get at the gas station that come in the tube. <laughs> you know, they like if you ever going golfing, they're already in the tube. You know, you see them all over the golf yeah. car. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are the ones though that like they're what we would call like everyday smokes. Like you, you want a cigar, you want a good like quality like taste, yeah, flavor of a cigar. You bust through, one of those, so you don't have to worry about cutting them. Right, and then. If, you know, something happens and you got to, like, leave all of a sudden, you throw it down on the ground, you stomp it out, and you walk away from it. It's yeah. not a big deal. Exactly. It's not a $10 cigar that you're like, uh, I'm not relighting this. So whatever's happening is happening. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, y'all can do what you want to do. I don't care. I'm enjoying this. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, so... Yeah, man. Well, hey, uh, let's take a quick break here, guys, uh, and we'll be right Right back. Hey, guys, welcome back to Two Beards and a Pod. Uh, When we're left off, we were just talking about cigars, but, uh, you know, Chase, just kind of want to circle back around, like when we were talking about earlier, my garage show tomorrow, like, it's going to be lit. Just saying. Yeah. So I like, you know, like you said, like you'll have this like every year, you know, your, your neighbors, you know, get all get together and y'all sell all y'all stuff. But I feel like you're like a veteran 
of the garage sales. <laughs> a little bit, man. You're like a a little you're bit. Like a sniper. <laughs> you're like a sniper for the deals. So would would do you have any like tips or tricks or you know anything that like oh, you yeah. want to throw out there as far as like helping helping out the new guy? Oh yeah. <laughs> on the well, it's like big things are like I'm pretty lucky. I don't have to advertise that much because this is an annual thing that we do. Right. But like I always say, like my uncle Red always used to say to me, get your Trump out, man. Get your good stuff out. Bring the customers in and they're going to walk around and see all the other stuff you have and they might want that. Uh, right. Like, hey, if you got a ping pong table, put that stuff right in the driveway. That brings customers in. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty legit. Because I – and I feel like what you got to do too is like you almost got to do like Easter eggs. Oh, a little bit. So – you know what I'm saying? So like you you put the nice like ping pong table in the in the driveway and then like you put the tuba on like another table, but you put like some stuff because usually you can like kind of set up the tables to where they they'll kind of like walk. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? You gotta do like a giant standing view, like, like almost like you gotta you gotta make it so people can walk in, <laughs> look in, there you go, get into it. It's 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 the same way they set up a casino. They set up a casino so you get lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's like it. I th- I feel like you have to go with the grocery store technique. And what I mean by that is you you come in, you know, they got like the stuff that's on sale right there in the front. You're like, oh, yeah. and then you go and you buy the stuff that you need, and then you get to the register, and then they have all those like little goodies. You're like, oh man, I do need a pack of batteries. <laughs> Oh man, I do need a pack yeah, of gum. Exactly. Oh, this as seen on TV. I do want those sunglasses because <laughs> they were seen on TV. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. So, so I feel like that's how you got to do it. But what about you know? So that's a good tip for like the sellers. What about for the buyers? Like, I'm new to the scene. I want to learn how to like haggle for a good price. Like, what are you going to tell me? All right. When it comes to haggling, man. Like, it, it, you got to kind of size up the person that's selling a little bit. Me, I'm an okay. easy seller. Like, I'm just trying to get rid of stuff. <laughs> uh, but when you're buying... You're like, <laughs> Yeah. Like me, I'll, I'll buy just to sell other stuff. Like, I, I'm always going around or like, I'll see something I really want or like, I'll go about it. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, what's the best you can do on that, you know? Like, don't ever accept, like, the price they have set on it. Kind of, <laughs> right? like, whatever price they have, take at least 25% off that. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, or, like, say they're selling something for five bucks, be like, yeah, like, I'll take this, you know, do a, maybe do a bundle. Like, I'll take this, but if I'll also take this other awesome, you know, baseball card you have and right. maybe this candlestick as well. And I'll buy all that for five bucks instead of just this one thing you're selling for five bucks. Right. Yeah. Cause I, and I, I think everybody has their technique. Like my technique is you're selling that baseball card for $5. I'll be like, I'll lowball you. And I'll be like, I'll give you two bucks for it. And you'd be like, no way just signed or whatever. And you'd be like, 450 and i'll be like mm, 275 and then you'd be like four dollars and i'll be like 
375 and they'd be like four bucks best I can do I'll be like mm. and then now you have a choice to make right now you have a choice to make right. you can either a call their bluff and walk away or b you can accept the price you know what I mean and nine times out of ten I'm gonna accept the price because like I just saved a buck you know what I mean exactly well, it's like and I think that's where your technique comes in you could be like all right I'll tell you what I'll give you 525 but you throw in the baseball people like all right deal exactly like you got to sweeten the pot a little bit because you understand a person that's having a garage sale isn't just doing it for the money they're doing it to get rid of stuff right they're they're trying to clear up yeah, yeah, yeah. the basement for that new you know foosball table they want to put in right yeah and i think also too another another good tip is regardless of what it is don't act excited about it because if you get excited about it, they're going to be like a used car salesman. They they know you're excited, they know you want it, so they know they're you're going to be like be less willing to budge on a price. Like you're going to be less willing to like walk away. So you got to be like, mm, that's all right, man. It's it's like torn on the corner anyway, and you kind of got to like walk away. Oh yeah, like thanks anyway. And then you be like, well, okay, hold on, hold on. I'll tell you what, three seventy five. You're like, okay. I'll do it. And then, but in your mind, you're like, yes. Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I'll be honest. I'll buy stuff together just because I know I'm going to make some out of it. Like even, yeah, I had some stuff that didn't even sell last year's garage sale. And I'm just like, well, this didn't, oh, well. it's like, I understand this stuff's kind of trash. So what I did, I was just like, all right, pair of blue jeans off the rack, this chair didn't sell. I'm just going to like reupholster it and just paint it all black. Nice. There you and go. I know that's that's gonna sell. I can at least get twenty bucks out. Of it. I'm pretty sure I can get twenty bucks or fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you could be like, "Man, this is handmade, bro. Like I made exactly. this." Exactly. <laughs> or even just like, I can know I can definitely get my money, my the like the money I spent on the spray can out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't spend that much time putting it together. It was just literally taking cutting up a pair of blue jeans, reupholstering it that way. Yeah. All right, so my question to you is real important question. Right. Do you have any kites for sale? Jeez, man. <laughs> you you like I swear anytime you get a hobby, you're just like obsessed with it forever. <laughs> Last week it was kites, you know, next week it's gonna be like you're like, dude, I'm super into the trombone. <laughs> Do you have a trombone? Because that'd be pretty cool. I've always wanted to pick up an instrument. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's like tubas. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's all the time we have. Thanks for joining in and tune in next week. And until then, y'all stay safe. all the time we have today thanks for joining us and we hope to see you next week until then stay frosty Mm -hmm.